the heck are you? Don't deny it. You know that's what we're thinking every time an unfamiliar DNA match shows up in your feed. And after looking through common matches and still nothing rings a bell, what do you do? That's when you call the Twice Removed Podcast. Well, not really, because we're taped. But if you have a few close relatives, maybe you should call them first. Yeah, rig them up. Yeah. Hey. Hey, how you doing? I can't find my brother. (laughs) I think he was hit by the mob in the basement and exploded the gas pipe. Oh, my God. Well, you know what? If... I'll tell well, that's later. I was just gonna say if that really happened, and he was run, it, it, he was running rum. It was like, why didn't they mention that in the news article? Because it would incriminate people, and he might have had some connections. He did. He, that's how we heard he'd got killed. So, and why were you hanging out with the dude way older than you in your thirties, and you're only eighteen? Mad okay. bus. Yeah, yeah, Devecchio or whatever his name was. <laughs> Total. Total. Okay. All right. Intro music. Hey, it's time for the Twice Removed podcast with Linda and Gina, where we talk about all things genealogy, including making connections with long lost relatives while snooping in on our ancestors. Hey, it's good to know where you come from. Thanks for joining us on this DNA deep dive with Mystery Cousins. Today we're going to talk about how you get DNA results in close relationships, like around the second and third cousin level, but we don't recognize them. So what do we do? Linda, help us. What do we do? (laughs) The the first thing I would do is find a DNA match I can clearly identify that is on the correct branch of my tree. For example, if you and your second cousin from your maternal grandmother's side both match with the mystery third cousin, then that third cousin belongs on that side of your family. And now it comes down to just going through your tree and see whose child or grandchild they may be. Well, what if you find out some mystery cousin is in actuality a mystery to themselves because they're adopted? Uh, Then the DNA deep dive would be in order and can be started with any DNA match platform, such as Ancestry, 23andMe, MyHeritage, and any other way you can see shared DNA matches. So how do you get started? The first thing you do is get out the old Excel spreadsheet or Google Sheets or pen and paper, and you do something that's called the leads method for sorting your matches out. Does it matter what level of cousin they are? Yes, it does. Preferably second through high DNA share fourth cousins. So under 400 centimorgans, but like around 90 and above or so. Uh, but, you know, sometimes we're not that lucky and we don't have any that are that high in um, shared DNA. So you kind of have to go with what you got. Okay. Right now, so, in, in particular, I'm doing some that have like 17 because, you know, that's just the way that oh, is. Wow. So no first cousins, aunts, or uncles, or anyone that No, but you'll need them for a reference so that you can tell where the others come from, you know, because you know those people generally. Or even if you don't, they're close to you and you can tell what side they're from. Well, Okay, so how many cousins are we going to list? Around 20 or so, if you can. Right now, I've got around 27 for myself when I'm figuring out just one side of my family. So we have homework, y'all. We have homework. (laughs) It is homework because you're wanting... um, the great-grandparents and there's four sets so um you know that gives you at least five or so to work with and you add their names and centimorgans of dna match and the age if you know it and all in separate columns and you know whatever other little thing like maybe even where they live 
might help. Oh my god, I have a homework headache already. Why do you need all this additional information? Well, the centimorgans will tell you the distance and relationship to that person. And age sometimes matters because it'll help you decide which generation they're from. Okay, so how does it work? It's color-coded. It's very simple. Dana Leeds um, started doing this maybe, I don't know, it's been within the last 10 years or so. And basically you're just sorting and color coding. And it's like the most basic thing you could ever do. Um, do you have a color coded sheet you could pop up? Yeah, hang on a second. We'll pause. So none of y'all can see this, but I popped up a spreadsheet of, um, I'm trying to find, I'm trying to find my grandmother's, my maternal grandmother's father's bio father family. I know a last name, so that's gonna be helpful when I finally get there. But what I've done is I've put uh, around 25 names up and I've got four colors and I've got their name, I've got their date of birth, Santa Morgan shared. And what I did was these are all people who are shared matches that I know are on that side of my family. Um, okay, and, and there's four different colors, like you said, mm -hmm. and they're grouped in, they're blocked in that color. So you have, is that just, they're all the same family then? Yes. Same immediate. Okay, got it. Yeah, yeah. So um, I found this really strange thing where it's like my German uh, second cousin once removed has Norwegian shared match with me. And it doesn't make any sense. I mean, my mother grew up in Germany. My father grew up in Norway. Where did these people meet? I think I'm getting ready to find that with this exercise here. But really, the beginning of this was just to find out who the um, biological great-grandfather's uh, the great-grandfather's biological father was. So, um, since I matched this guy, I took the half a dozen or so shared matches that we have and I put them on here and then I went to see how um, how many of them are related to each other and if they're not then they got their own column so that's basically what you do and then you go through and say, well let me pull some more from the shared matches between me and that shared match and put some more people on so that's what I'm doing I'm going through here and sometimes I did take some lower Centimorgan matches because they had an interesting name. And I thought, you know what? I might be able to find something on them because they're not John Smith. Yeah. <laughs> so, or Johan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Johan. Exactly. Johan Schmidt. Yeah, um, there you go. So I'm on, you know, I'm in here and, you know, these people are supposed to be German. <laughs> and I've got some Norwegians coming through and it's because of the people coming over from the old country from different places and somehow my father's side met my mother's side's ancestors and i'm still trying to figure out how that all happened here i think i have that too on my side that we had like a little crossover yeah thing. it's like how'd this happen yeah it's the most peculiar thing i guess you have new immigrants you know and they kind of settle in the same area and they're not related to each other because they don't know each other. They just got here, couldn't be related to them, but then somehow, you know. Or my mom believes everybody knows everybody at some point. It's true. In some way. It's true. That's one of the things I do now too, is when somebody um, says they've done their test or whatever, it's like, let me go see if we're related. <laughs> <laughs> if you have any smidge of Norwegian that. in you, it's possible. <laughs> see, you're still working to see if we are, huh? 
Well, well I think through, yeah, we are through a, a celebrity. Well, several celebrities, but so anyway, this is just like a really good way of um, weeding them out. You're sorting these people out because you don't know what to do with these um, matches sometimes. But to find somebody who is a mystery cousin, um, and it really does help if you have a lot closer relatives to do this with. Like somebody I'm helping right now, who we all we both know, um, has multiple second and third cousins and sorting her stuff has been a little bit easier but i don't know the people and neither does she because she's adopted so yeah so we've got like all these things and what i did was i've had to go to um my heritage and find somebody on there and do a family tree on them specifically just to see how they would hook in and looking at her her file thing or her spreadsheet she's got a lot of high centimorgans with people yeah and some of them i left on here because i don't know these people yeah so i left them there as reference so i anch- i made them the anchor you know it's a little bit more helpful but i'm still kind of going with the match from somebody who's who wasn't really considered the anchor right but and there's some crossover in here too between families um and it's that's going to be part of the mystery that we solve so Hmm. but and then um and what are the little x's are those the ones you've weeded out x's yeah column d like you have all those x's oh the no these are beautiful this is from 23 and me mostly all of these matches okay um on 23 and me they show the chromosome matches and these happen to be the ones that actually have an x as a match and oh. what that means is that is it's a recent common great grandparents or grandparents probably great grandparents in this case because you can see the in those particular ones um they're lower in cm so you know and i've got one that says no italian because Yay. there's no italian and that's good because that brings us to a different parent perhaps right you know so and i put you know if they gave me the year i put their date of birth in there because i can i can tell it's like oh same generation as her okay you know give or take a few years or so same generation it's good to know 87 centimorgans fourth cousin third fourth cousin and so that means that um anybody on that level maybe her parent was a second cousin to the other person's parent and so you can when you have it laid out on the family tree you can see it you know the the levels so that's part of it do you think it's helpful that you have uh oh what do you want to say another cousin from a different you know different family but your cousin take a test too so you can match to see i mean does that help break it down and and you go okay well i know it's not my mom's side but maybe it's my dad's side but you need kind of that cousin to does that make sense (laughs) yeah it definitely makes sense because if you were to go to ancestry.com right now and do your dna test right and you came in there and you didn't have any matches at all like i only have two matches on my grandmother's side of my mom's family 
Oh, wow. Yeah. And they're a, they're a common match of each other <laughs> and uh, me. Uh. It's just the three of us. But there's others that are way, way back there that for some reason, since they're super low in um, DNA match, they don't get sorted. They're still unde undecided. Um, I know who they are, sort of. I can tell that they're the Germans or they're the Norwegians. Mm -hmm. But Ancestry hasn't updated them yet. They haven't figured it out. So they won't list them as a common match. Ah. Because it's so way it, low. So yeah. it does pay even to check the lower CM'd people just because, like you said, you might be able to identify it from a name. Well, the thing is, is if you're going back and you're trying to find a second great-grandparent, those fourth cousins are basically the cream of the crop. Those are the ones that you want to have left over anyway, because you're going to be able to figure out who their um, common ancestor was, maybe. And then that would be your common ancestor. If they're a fourth cousin, then right. third cousin, whatever, in the same... They may not be the same generation as you, so maybe they are a fourth cousin, but younger. So it's maybe the perfect set of people to have, but you want to be able to get all these other higher ones so that you can do more um, common match uh, investigation. But if you're only left with the low ones to start with, it makes it a little bit difficult because you have to trace way back all on your own. And they may not have trees and you have to make a tree for them. And that's what I was doing earlier with mine is making a tree. Just for that one person, I have no idea who he is, but I saw Norway. So, <laughs> so Johan. Yeah, I mean, listeners can't see this, but this is what I was right. doing this morning for people I have never met or have no clue who they are. But holy cow! Yeah, see, there's that guy Peter at the bottom, like you were like, naming him before. Yeah. So, and there's Norway, <laughs> oh, okay. and he's from the same part of Norway that my um, ancestors are from. So where did he come from? Wisconsin? Yeah, he went to Wisconsin. See, Wisconsin was a hot spot. Minnesota was a hot spot. But they were also hot spots for Germans. And that's why these people are Norwegian, but they are coming in through my mom's um, German side as a, you know, relative somehow. So there you are. You have to do this sometimes. And also, Ooh. when you're doing the homework, um, other questions that you can figure out how you can figure out who they are um ethnicity you know the, you sometimes we can't depend on those um dna summaries like oh yeah you're you know 42 percent well, yes. whatever <laughs> yeah you know how that is yes. you're gonna come up and you know i have no german in my heritage but i'm more italian than you are <laughs> yeah exactly right <laughs> so yeah but you know if if you're comparing them against yourself in the same app, then they're calling, generally calling the same people or calling people the same thing within their world. So if this person happens to be Greek and you're not Greek, but you show up as Greek too, then okay, I can see it. They're like one fourth the same amount of, or one fourth the Greek I am. So that's all a couple generations. Yeah, it's a couple of generations back. So well, you, okay. you know what I found to be and i know i've probably made fun of the name back when we first started this is the hapalope groups that has become the most useful tool for me i think of of seeing things because it definitely you know where to go you know it's the mom's side i mean i think it's fascinating well if they're close enough closely enough related to you 
um, then it probably is your mother's side. I have cousins who are fourth cousins who are not on my mother's side at all. Well, they're on my mother's side, but they're not on they're they're not related that way directly up. Right. So it just happened to be that they're from the same part of Germany and we're from the same tribe. You know? Well, location, 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 right? Exactly. That's <laughs> and that's the next thing you have to look for too. It's like, you know, is this person from Maine? How can they be the person from Sacramento that I need? Did they come here? <laughs> yeah. And that's when you start doing the genealogy part and, you know, drop the genetic part for a little while and, and check the census records. Yeah. <laughs> and anything else um, that might have come through, like marriage records in certain towns or whatever. They met while they were on vacation. And then, you know, the census <laughs> changed. Ten years later, they have two kids in Sacramento. So. But yeah, location is a lot. And that's the other thing, too, that I'm doing on that other person's um, research is I it's it's absolutely fascinating, though, because you're able to weed these people out so well. And um, so I made her a tree as a number two. Right? right? So this is who I'm thinking is paternal right here. This guy. And I put, since she was born in California, um, kind of figuring she was conceived in California. So the guy that was involved was probably in California. Right? Right. So here he is, maybe. Now what's but up the, the next sibling of his mm -hmm. it, uh, there, there's two but one is living one has passed mm -hmm. and one has an a initial one has a j they're different names okay it looks like oh, when you look does. at it from a distance Hello. Yeah. yeah yeah but i went through here and there's a way more than to this tree than you can imagine but what i did was i just put I don't know. I don't have her parents yet, but I've I've made the branches accordingly, and I put them on the on the proper branches. But that some one of them had so many siblings, I had to go through all Holy the siblings. Wow. Yeah, there's like 16 of them. And and it's something. a plain name. Yeah, so, <laughs> of course it is. Good luck, right? Yeah. You you guys will know if you have Smith or Clark or you know names like that that are very common. It's Good miserable. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely yeah. miserable. There's no other way to say it. And then, yeah. So there's plenty of people to still look through, but I think I might have hit on the right branch with this, but I'm still going back and, you know, going back to the um, DNA matches that we have. And I've done two columns so far. Actually, no. One of I did one column, and then another one I did. I know one of the columns already. I don't need to do that one because that is the family that we know, right? And that we've already solved, sort of. And then I have like all these other probably generations that are either endogamy or part of another section that just didn't show up because not everybody gets DNA tested. I think it's probably the latter. Um, so I have to go through and pick somebody with an, an easy name <laughs> to work with and uh, see if I can pull a tree together for them too. Yeah. So since this is part of your family, mm -hmm. 
and we're trying to figure out some a mystery cousin for you. We can just go ahead and say that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I've been using you as a match, and if the two of you have a common match, then we know it's a certain side of the family. Right. Because she's only um, 25% related to you. Right. Because it's a second cousin level. Exactly. Yeah. And then, so then the other half is the other side of the maternal side, we think. And then there leaves two other branches on the other side, and that's what we're trying to figure out. So we went ahead and uploaded DNA to MyHeritage. The, you know, we, we did the uh, report download from 23andMe and put it on MyHeritage. And we found somebody special there. But we yes. also found another match that did not match you. You're already on there. It's like, oh, doesn't match her at all. Yep. Okay. And then didn't match the other person either that would have been considered, yay, finally we found somebody. But it, so that eliminates the maternal side right away. So we knew that we had found somebody from her paternal side. And that is another person I built a tree for. Or a branch on the same tree. So right. They've got another section. So I think I found two sides of paternal, and I'm trying to get them pulled together to find grandparents. And once we have grandparents, then we can confirm that um, who the who the um, the father is. But this is sounding like a jumbly mess on just audio only if you don't get to see it. But yeah, between that and trying to be cryptic. <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, you know, it's like you take a branch and you research it. If you feel like you can go onto Ancestry, you build yourself a test tree, keep it private, and you just go in there and you just receive all of the hints and you try to build it until you see a common name. And that kind of happened. Or you get it built out and you go by the date of birth of the person that you know that you're looking for. And if there's only one and they're the right gender, then... Hmm, what could possibly be left? But I won't say that somebody is somebody until I know for sure. Yeah, that's the thing. You can't go pin it on somebody and say, hey, you're the father. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Surprise. Well, there's still so many second and third cousins that I can put on here to eliminate branches that I still have to do that because all of those people that are on that spreadsheet belong on these trees somewhere. And as soon as you eliminate a sibling from like the second great grandparents offspring, then that makes that whole family unit disqualified and any of their ancestors. And then that just becomes cousins. And then you find another one and you do the same thing, disqualifies that sibling also from the offspring. And then you just keep going across. You know, there's going to be some that died when they were five. They didn't have kids. So you don't have to look them up. So the next thing you know, you've got like maybe three that it could be. And um, then you can go by the dates of when the kids were born. I mean, there's thank goodness this is so far back that you can get all the census data because it's released only through 1950. And I don't really need anything after that because the parental units would have been born by then. Right. You know, so they'll show up maybe in the 40s, maybe not. And then in the 50s, for sure. And then you can say, oh, yeah, there they are. Great. And if you're looking for anybody who was born in 1960, sorry, or 1951, sorry, won't have a census yet. But, um, yeah, 
So, any other thoughts? I don't know. Will you blog about this and maybe have like examples? I mean, could you put up like one of the the spreadsheets to show how you did it and just take out their last names or something? Or, well, I would just or tell or make people... a fake one <laughs> so, so people could see it. I know we're visual society here. Well, the uh, good thing is, is that this really all exists out there. And all you have to do is go to YouTube and type in um, Leeds Method. And there's plenty of videos. There's interviews with the woman who created it herself since it's fairly new. I mean, this isn't a new way of sorting. It just works great for this. And that's right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Dana Leeds. And, um... I mean, this is anybody who's ever had to work in any kind of like office bookkeeping or anything would already have the skill set. It's something and you can do it on paper, you know, just and get some highlighters. Oh, back to school supplies. Yeah, <laughs> it <go>. is. <laughs> yeah. But seriously, it doesn't really take a lot. And if you're only doing 20 or so, I mean, you don't have to go into super detail. You can do that elsewhere, but you can break down 20 to 30 um dna matches wouldn't you suggest to do that to like keep a small group at first and maybe add more if you had to i mean if you have like well 25 25 because you want to make sure that you get that um example that is going to be i mean what if you only had 20 right and 19 of them were all on one branch but what if you had 75 you know <laughs> hopefully it wouldn't need out. 75 like, well yeah, exactly. all, you don't need all those especially like if you have s some names that you're like well these two have the same name and it's exactly the same practically centimorgan distance i bet that they're siblings i don't need both of them yet right you might need them later because not everybody matches to everybody but mm. you know i would i would limit Unless you don't have hardly anything like mine, I have siblings on mine, but we're talking like the 20 centimorgan range here and I need them, <laughs> you know, because the brother's going to have different stuff than the sister. It just, you know, it, that's going to be that way. They're never going to have the exact same matches. So, yeah, I would limit it, but um, you might not get a sampling and like I can't get more than two on Ancestry from my grandmother's side. Come on. Come on, barely that many more, hardly that many more on my father, my grandfather's side. Same. Do they you know. just small family, or they just don't show up on film type of thing or paper or on computer? Um, I mean, why are you having such trouble? They're just not doing the testing. Uh, there's only they're the American ones, and so I have one from one. There's only two. There's only two kids in America. Yeah. You know what? My parents, had their son was adopted and they were trying to do this. He did an ancestry test and kind of the same thing. It's It seems like in, in Norwegian to his ethnicity, most of it, um, very hard to find. And we just kind of started deducting well maybe they didn't take tests over there they don't have this over there oh they have them though. <laughs> see and that's what i said like well i think this is worldwide and i would assume hey but you know if you know that you had a kid and you didn't want to be found this is the last place you want to be <laughs> so no this is we're gonna do that same thing with with his um information we're gonna put it up on um 
a spreadsheet and we're going to get a sampling of maybe 30 and we're going to go in there and do it and because why not? Yeah. And we'll figure out which sides of the family are what and there'll be a cousin in there somewhere. I don't care if you have to trace them back and forth. You know, if you have to go up a few generations and then come sliding back down to find his people <laughs> on the other side to find the right sibling, we can do it. it it's so doable. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I figured I proved that to myself when I um, figured out how um, Sean Astin and I were supposedly related through that app. Because it said we're ninth cousins. It's like, all right, you gave me his mother's name, his father's name. Um, and same for me. Well, I already need mine. And then our shared ancestors couple. Oh, my God. It did take me two days, but you can do it. And I didn't even have DNA to work with. I just went in there and did it, you know, genealogy. Get in there and, and do the matches. And some of the stuff, it, it, you could tell it was already done for him. So I could find all of the connections and stuff that um, his team did to get him, you know, figured out. Because they were trying to figure out his paternity, right? And then they proved yeah. all of it. And they did the, I mean, well, there's a lot of celebrity ones up there that people do just because they want to, as we know. And um, then for my side, it wasn't that hard. Yeah, because I already knew my people. I already had most of my tree done, but I did his first just to see. And it, was, it wasn't that hard to find. But. There you go. Well, you know what, you guys? If you have any questions, come on over to the website at twiceremoved.net and ask. Linda's always, always, always wanting to help. So yeah, um, bombard her with questions. Sure. <laughs> and she, yeah. She'll get back to you and stuff if you need help. That's what we're here for. We're all learning together, right? Yeah, and everybody's after all. So, yeah, everybody's situation is different but similar, right? She can help you with the technique part of it and the mechanics and the technical end of it. Well, what we know is there's always going to be a couple that's parents, and then there's always going to be grandparents, and so on. So, and the DNA does not lie. No, it does not. You might but, not know who it is, but it doesn't lie. <laughs> but you can get some funky numbers, though, because, you know, Ashkenazi Jewish, it can look like they're related to you and look really closely, but they could be so distantly related to you that it's a combination of multiple generations from different angles. And they right. may come off looking like a third cousin when they're really like a sixth or seventh cousin. <laughs> so there's a lot of that, you know, so... We can get into some trouble with that. So you want to have like a really big list. Um, second and third cousins when you know that there is going to be some endogamy. Yeah. Just from cultural stuff. Like if people came from really small towns, I had that on one side of my family too, where it's like, oh my God, they're marrying over and over again. These different, these same family names keep coming up. Might have skipped a couple of generations, but here they are again. So, you know, that's why I was wondering if I was going to have problems with this side of the family because that's where it is for me the one that i'm investigating right now but at least i have a name yeah a lot sure. of people don't so but that's where we are <laughs> that's great thank you for explaining this yeah i don't know if i did or not <laughs> <laughs> i think so i think i think people do you guys really i know you're probably sitting there going what but you really need to see it too and it'll click in and you I don't have to do this way. You don't have to do this for everyone. It's the 23andMe one that really, really needs it because they don't have 
um, the same tools that uh, Ancestry and MyHeritage have. So you have to do this on for their stuff. It's very, you know, very um, DIY over there. For the love of God and the lazy DNAers, 23andMe, <laughs> get it together. Come on, they've we got just want to push a button. They've got it together. They've got a lot of stuff together over there, but this isn't their forte as much. So you kind of have to do it on your own. So to be a lazy DNAer. Yeah, because on Ancestry, you can go in there and use their color coding, and you can color code the matches once you figure out who they are and put them, you know, you can tell, oh, maternal side, great. So you can name one of their colors um, after that ancestor couple and just put them on there. And then they might get a second color because they're also in another um, higher match that you find that is that you still have to work with. So you put them in there too. And there's like 24 colors. So you usually don't need that many. You may even be using them for something else on there. But, you know, that's what I would do on Ancestry. And then on... Um, my heritage they show you the relationships and that's kind of nice but um yeah you know uh, everybody's got a little bit something that the others don't have and i wish they would just combine it all yeah it would be great make life easier that's anyway that's all for. i got yeah <laughs> that was a lot so thank you and hey everybody this is it this is another one in the books thank you so much for joining us you have any questions or you need more information about anything, head on over to our website, twiceremoved.net, and we'll see you the next time. See you later. The Twice Removed podcast is produced by Linda Anderson and Gina Glass. All opinions expressed are of our own and of our guests. For more information and upcoming guests, please visit our website, twiceremoved.net.